In this episode of Info Product Mastery, we'll discuss subscription and monthly recurring revenue for info products, churn, and price-sensitive audiences. This is Info Product Mastery, Episode 10. Welcome to Info Product Mastery, the podcast that helps developers, educators, and entrepreneurs launch and grow their own online education businesses, whether you're just looking for a passive income stream or creating a full-time living. I'm your host, Adrian Rosebrock. Today's episode is inspired by a question I received from a podcast listener, and this particular person would like to remain anonymous, so I'll just call them Richard for the sake of making this conversation flow a little nicer. Richard asks, Hi, Adrian. I run a YouTube channel in the tech space with just over 100,000 subscribers. The majority of the audience are students who are unable to buy my courses because they are so expensive. I'm thinking the alternative would be to have a less expensive subscription, but I'm worried about students churning from the first month. Do you have any suggestions? Thanks, Richard. Richard asked a great question, but before I answer it, let's like first provide a few definitions to those in the audience who are new to subscriptions and monthly recurring revenue. So first we have a one-time purchase. This is like buying a single ebook or course. It's a one-time payment and you have lifetime access to it. So think about going to buy an ebook on the Amazon store. You're gonna buy it, you're gonna have access it on your Kindle. It's a one-time purchase, you pay your money upfront and you have lifetime access to it. A subscription on the other hand is when you pay a monthly or yearly fee to have access to a course or a community. Sometimes new content is added to the course over time. Other times the value is really in the community forums, the Slack channel, or a Discord channel. The key point though is that you have to keep paying or you lose access to it. Examples are Netflix, Amazon Prime, and pretty much any SaaS app like Google Admin or G Suite, MailChimp, ConvertKit. All of those are subscription services with monthly recurring revenue. And businesses love monthly recurring revenue because It's money that's coming in each and every month. And the more customers you have, the higher your monthly recurring revenue. That means your revenue is predictable. But you gotta be careful about churn. And churn is our next definition. Churn is when one of your subscription customers leaves your service. And this customer may churn because they no longer need your service or course. Uh, The service or course doesn't solve their problem. You're too expensive for them. Or they found a better, cheaper alternative, such as a competitor. If your churn rate is high and you don't have enough incoming new customers to replace those who churned out, your monthly recurring revenue declines. We then have this next definition, lifetime value, abbreviated as LTV. And LTV is a customer's monthly subscription rate times how many months they stick around for. So if a customer signs up for a $10 a month plan and they stick around for 12 months, their LTV is $120 because 10 times 12 is 120. Obviously, the higher the LTV, the more value a customer is. You can then compute the average LTV across all customers in your database. The average LTV tells you how valuable, on average, any given customer will be to your business. And that information is super important when it comes to computing the cost of acquiring a customer. The cost of acquiring a new customer when you have monthly recurring revenue is really important. So let's say you have this business that has an average LTV of $240, and that's across all customers in your database compute the LTV for each of them, average them all together, and then we get a value of $240. Now, let's say you acquire most of your customers via Facebook ads, and on average, it costs $100 in Facebook ad spend to acquire a new customer. That's a wonderful situation because you basically just produced a cash machine. You pour money into your Facebook ads, 
spend $100 and you get a customer worth $240, netting you $140. But hold on, wait, Facebook updates its algorithm and now customer acquisition has soared to $300. Now you're losing money because the average customer value, the average LTV, doesn't cover what you're spending to acquire them. Balancing monthly recurring revenue, churn, and LTV and acquisition costs is a super, super delicate process, but when it works, it works extremely well. And this is why monthly recurring revenue is considered the holy grail for SaaS apps. The majority of the SaaS apps you see these days are monthly or yearly recurring revenue services. Each of these SaaS apps is trying to achieve that delicate balance of monthly recurring revenue, churn, and LTV customer acquisition cost. You see really, really high multiples when you sell a SaaS app because revenue is typically stable and predictable, discounting any massive economic or market moves, of course. However, monthly recurring revenue in in info products is significantly harder than in SaaS apps. Consumers in general are just more price sensitive than businesses, so your monthly recurring revenue rate is typically going to be lower. Additionally, many consumers just don't like subscription services. They just want this one-time payment and to be done with it even if that one-time purchase price is two to three times more expensive than what they would pay with a subscription service. And that's something I saw a fair amount of when building monthly recurring revenue into Pirate Search. Thirdly, churn in info products is going to be significantly higher than in SaaS apps. Upwards of 30 to 33% can churn out. Most info products provide educational content, which is not something that's business critical. Therefore, once a customer learns what you teach, they are less likely to stick around, even with forums or a Slack group or a Discord channel or or other forums where they can interact with other people, the value to them has declined significantly because they've already learned what you can teach them. Now, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't apply monthly recurring revenue to info products. It just means you need to think this through. I've done it with Pymage Search successfully, but it's extremely challenging. It requires a huge audience and a very strong reputation in your space. The audience is important here because you're going to have high churn, so you'll need new customers to take their place and even more new customers to grow your monthly recurring revenue. And the reputation is important here because you need to be able to charge enough to make it even worthwhile to run a monthly recurring revenue service in the first place. It's doable, but trust me, it's super, super tough. And if I really get back to the question here, I don't recommend monthly recurring revenue for an info product under any circumstance if this is your first info product business. If you have a lot of experience already, have ran an info product or two and have a large audience, sure, give it a try, it's worth the experiment. But if you're newer, stick to the one-time purchases to start, get your feet under you and learn how to market yourself and your products. That skill is super, super valuable. Let's now go back to Richard's question and we're gonna run through the checklist. First, he has a nice audience of 100,000 YouTube subscribers. That's awesome, and it shows that that's not only a sizable audience, but he has a really strong reputation in his niche. However, YouTube subscribers are not email subscribers, and in nearly every situation, email subscribers are gonna be more valuable than YouTube channel subscribers. Email has a higher conversion rate, meaning more people are going to convert into paying customers if they are on your email list, rather than followers on YouTube or other social media accounts. I'm not saying that email is flat out better than social media, Each has their perks and detriments, but if we're talking strictly about paid conversions, email converts higher than social, hands down. So first I'd ask Richard to check his email list. How large is your email list? And does that list have a lot of students or are they working professionals? If they are working professionals, you have a better chance of getting monthly recurring revenue to work. Second, 
Richard has said much of his YouTube subscribers are students and they are highly price sensitive. People who are price sensitive do not go for monthly recurring revenue subscription services. And even if they do, they're not going to stick around for long because again, they're highly price sensitive. I would honestly say Richard is better off keeping his one-time purchase products the way they are and then doing some passive surveying using a tool like writemessage.com to figure out if someone's a student, a professional, a professor, a hobbyist, or what have you. From there, Richard could consider segmenting his email list and just emailing his student segment, offering, say, a 67% off discount coupon, but only if they purchase in the next three days. A huge discount code like that is going to be effective on students because they are getting a wonderful deal. And you make it time sensitive, hence the three-day limit, to get them to act quickly so they don't procrastinate and kick the can down the road and never take action. Sure, you're not getting full price on your info product, but since these students were never going to purchase from you in the first place, at least you got some money from them. Thirdly, if offering a steep discount to your price-sensitive audience just doesn't sit well with you or it's not an option, then I think you should just stick with YouTube and just monetize the out of those ads. You can make really good money as a YouTuber. Ali Abdal is a great example. I'll link him up in the show notes. And he even has an entire course on how to launch a profitable YouTube channel. And finally, I'll say there is a reason you have a lot of students on your YouTube channel. YouTube is free and students don't pay anything for it, which is why they are using it. And yes, there is a ton of quality content on YouTube that they can go through. So in some cases, that makes price sensitivity worse. Why would they pay for something when there is so much high quality content out there for free? And since students aren't working, they have more time to spend sifting through videos to find nuggets and they can stitch together so it's something useful to them. Working professionals, they don't really have that time, so they're willing to give up their cash to get a consolidated end-to-end course. But with students, you have a lot of time, so you can go through all of the trash, all the stuff that's not good, pull out the nuggets, and you create this educational experience on your own. So honestly, I'd really focus on your YouTube viewership and improving your YouTube ad revenue. Yeah, that creates some platform risk since now you're dependent on YouTube to a degree. But honestly, you're already dependent on YouTube if you have 100,000 channel subscribers. At least at the same time, you're making money from a group of people who are never going to give you a dime anyway. So I hope this episode helps you, Richard, as well as anyone else who is looking to create subscription services or monthly recurring revenue in the info product space. If you have any questions about this episode or suggestions for future episodes, send me an email at questions at infoproductmastery.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star rating and whatever podcatcher you use, whether it's Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or Spotify. Not only do these reviews help motivate me to create new episodes, but they also help other developers, educators, and entrepreneurs find the show. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.